the Dirty Moms Talk podcast, and we're your hosts, Brittany, mom of seven, creator of the Deliberate Day Journal, Tiffany, mom of five, author of DoraJane.com. Motherhood is overwhelming. It's always pushing you to do more and be more 24 hours a day. But here's the thing. You are the best mom for your kids. And no one on this earth is more perfectly created and qualified than you. If you are looking for honest answers to your real questions about motherhood, you've found your people. We're here to commiserate, to encourage, and empower real moms in the chaos of motherhood. And give you real solutions that get you one step closer to the motherhood you want. How do you deal with busy? I'm guessing that they're talking about busy as in just a busy life or busy routine, busy schedule, that kind of thing. I mean, And gosh, when you've got toddlers, who isn't busy? Well, amen. Not even toddlers. Okay, y'all. I thought life was going to be easier when I had older kids who mm. were in school. And no, I don't have time for friends. I don't have time for a life because I'm busy yeah. living their lives. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree. Like, and just, I'm not there yet, but I feel like we're busy all the day, all along. Yeah, I think you need like a all Trello the day, board. All along. I oh, don't know what that was. That's I, how busy I am. I can't even speak. Well, I get it. I totally get it. And I think, though, that after listening and reading a lot of books on time management and whatnot, I think that... We actually have a lot more control over our busy than we might think. I'm going to take a stand right there. I would definitely agree. I can see just in my own day where I have wasted time and where I feel so busy because I'm not really looking at the day in an organized or planned manner. Well, and I, even without wasted time, I would also urge you to consider what you're trying to fit into a day and maybe if you constantly feel busy maybe you're trying to fit too much into a day my mother would agree with you ah (laughs) yeah yeah I mean so a few years back uh my husband has several appointments a week he's recovering he was uh injured in Afghanistan, and part of his recovery is just these ongoing appointments. And for years, we literally had one to two appointments almost every single day. And finally, I said, whoa, 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 we can't do this. You know, this this has gone on now for six or seven or eight years. It doesn't seem to be ending. I don't think these things are just going to stop. So instead of trying to run this sprint of having all of these things going on, is it possible for us to space them out? Mm -hmm. And so what we kind of decided was, number one, we're not willing to do more than one appointment a day unless we can combine two appointments in the same geographical location. And number two, we really need at least one or two off days a week yes, where we have a day at home. So that was a situation where I felt very out of control because, I mean, medical appointments are so necessary, right? Right. Which they are, but a lot of times they can be urgent, not emergent. Yes. So 
even something like that, you have the ability to kind of make some space for yourself Mm -hmm. and cut back on the crazy a little. And that can help get you some more of your time where you can actually feel like, okay, I can breathe. That is excellent advice. Looking at things and deciding, are they emergent? Are they urgent? Are they important? And kind of where they fit in order of importance. And so for us, I kind of look at our day in three sections. We have the morning, which is when we are the most productive and we have the most energy and people are the most on. We have the afternoon where things get a little bit quiet, where we've got naps and we normally have to be home then. And then we have the afternoon evening. And for us, nothing gets scheduled in the afternoon or evening because it's just a really challenging, busy time of the day. And it flows into bedtime routines and everything. And if we try to do things in that, it, it generally throws our whole evening off. We're late getting dinner. We're late getting to bed. We're, and that affects the next usually two or three days, in all honesty, when we start throwing off our bedtime routines. So for us, just like you said, with only one appointment, kind of the same thing. If I can't fit it into the morning gap, we don't usually do it. And, you know, occasionally we've got to do things in the afternoon. But almost always that affects kind of the, the calm or the, the routine of our household. And I think, too, that there's so much pressure for us to do, to like do more, I don't know, it's, we talk about it all the time, to do more and to be more. And you really have to just see where your family is at. Even something like mommy and me classes at the library, you might have a time in your life when you're too busy for that. You know, if, if you're, uh, goodness, I don't know, there, there are going to be times when you will have to say no, or at least not right now to good things yes in order to save your sanity yeah like helping out at the school you might have little ones in school and then you're like she said taking little ones to mommy and me classes and then you're trying to zip back home for naps and then get back home for pickup and the teacher wants you to cut out 50 different teddy bears you know it's it's okay to say no to even good things even helpful things And to recognize that sometimes you don't have the bandwidth to keep up with that level of busy. And I think also, as a mom, if you notice that you're becoming a drill sergeant more than you're being a mom Mm -hmm. in getting people from place to place to place, I think that can be a very good indicator that perhaps you have too much going on. Or if you're, you know, if getting a coat on becomes a hill that you have to die on every morning with one of your kids. Like, okay, well, let's step back here for a second and see why, you know, what is, what is causing this crazy? Yeah. And is there a way around it? Is there a way out of it? Because many times we're doing a lot more than we actually need to do. Mm -hmm. And I would say two things to that as well. When you are feeling really busy, sometimes there are things you can't take off your plate, and it means you have to take off things that you really want to do. There are also small things you can do to help with that busy. It could be kind to tomorrow's you, so you can really start to look at it and say, okay, I know we've got to put on those coats in the morning, so I'm going to lay them all out tonight. 
I'm going to make sure our shoes are at the door before kids go to bed tonight, or I'm going to make sure that everyone's lunches are packed the night before, even though that's going to take a little extra out of me. And then I think Tiffany had a really good point about having down days. For us, it's vital to have down days. When we travel or when we're involved in any kind of extracurricular things, it's really important for us to have a down day. If we are going, going, going one day, we can even sometimes go, go, go the second day, but by the third day, our whole family is wiped in a special kind of way where we just, it is not healthy or smart for us to go, go, go a third day. And I think, too, um, another thing to remember, like, rest isn't earned, y'all. Yeah, definitely. We, our kids need rest. We need rest. And it's not earned. You don't earn rest by running around like a crazy person six days out of the week, and then you get to rest the seventh day. It doesn't work like that. Like, you need to have rest times built into every day. And you need to have rest days built into every week. Mm-hmm. And notice that I say days because mm-hmm. it's more than one, especially when you have a lot of people that you're managing. And kids need it too. It's not just us. It's it's definitely us, but it's not just us. Kids really do need downtime as well. And even when you find yourself busy and running errands, when we're going to be dealing with that kind of busy I anticipate what those kids are going to need. I anticipate, A, we're probably going to have to eat somewhere. So I either bring snacks or I make sure we have enough money set aside in the budget to be able to eat out and make that a treat for the day. But I also generally make sure that I have some time baked in to take them to a park and let them play hard. And you don't even have to be there for very long. Go for 30 minutes. You know, hit your first appointment, go to the park for 30 minutes, hit your next appointment, go to the park for 30 minutes again that's closer to the other store you're going to. And that will really help you work with and maintain busy that needs to happen in a certain day. I would agree getting kids outside, you know, even when you're out and about is really important to kind of allow them that free space to run and and be crazy. Okay, so here's our next question. Do your children participate in extracurriculars? Well, I would say for us, we don't do any organized sports, actually. So years ago, we were participating in different things, and I found that organized sports almost always had practices in the evenings and multiple evenings a week and then games on weekends. And what I found for us personally is that, number one, I was generally – frustrated, angry, and even a little bit resentful about having to round everybody up, find cleats or balls or clothes or make sure that clothing was washed. And I was always scrambling and it would really get me stressed out, which would cause me to start yelling at the kids and being frustrated with them. And then we would get to the park and I would either A, not have dinner planned, or B, I would be trying to take a whole bunch of snacks, or C, we would be eating out, which costs money that we really didn't have at the time. And then I would be trying to entertain my children while we were there, and I, I really wouldn't enjoy it at all. So we kind of just decided as a family that, that we don't do organized sports. However, that being said, as homeschool children, we do have extracurriculars that we do have time for. 
things that are in the morning, like I said before, we do those. Sometimes they take sewing classes. Sometimes they take cooking classes. There are lots of different things that we fit into that morning gap. We've done theater classes before and a couple other things. I can't think of them right now. But then we also use time to do outings. So our extracurriculars really come kind of in outings. And then also in encouraging a lot of different kinds of sports, but that just aren't organized. So we actually go to the skate park on a regular basis. We go to baseball diamonds. We go to soccer fields. We kick around baseball, not kick around baseballs. We kick around soccer balls. We throw baseballs. We exercise. We bike. We skateboard. We skate. So we kind of dabble in a lot of different sports, but we just don't do organized sports because for us, it was just a real challenge. And it was in contrast to what we were really trying to do, which was to have family time in the evenings and have a meal together and to bond. Well, and I think it's important to have that. I think that especially in today's I don't, I don't want to call it cutthroat, but it is kind of cutthroat, the different... The sports. The sports. I mean, it can be. Um, I'm probably going to get crucified for saying that. I I've don't. got nothing against sports, so just, just throw that out there. But for our family, no, it, it doesn't fit for us. And I think it's important, though. Like, it's really important to know who you are and to know what you enjoy so many people I've met, it's not even an option. People don't even know it's an option not to be involved in sports. And yeah, you can do that. You can claim back your evening. You can claim back your day or you can claim back some of the money that it costs and things like that. You can make the decision on what your children are involved in and you're not harming them for life. My children are not going to become Olympic athletes, even if I did put them in sports. Sports have a lot of good things, but also this choice has a lot of beautiful benefits that have really, really served our family well as well. Absolutely. Okay. And I watch a lot of ESPN with my husband, so I feel like I might kind of, you know, (laughs) I'm kind of an expert. No, I'm kidding. But we watched a thing actually on the Manning brothers, on Peyton Manning and the other Manning that my husband doesn't like. uh, Eli, right? Yeah. Eli Manning? He he has no time for him. Peyton is the funny one. He's really, anyways. Both brothers, I think, are really sweet. They didn't start playing organized football until middle school. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. I didn't either. Not until I watched the thing. Now they ran around. They threw a football. Their dad, of course, he was a famous quarterback, too. He had them doing all kinds of stuff, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. They really didn't. And while our family does do organized sports, and we have over the years, we do it at a very conversational, have fun, get out there, be with other humans level, mm-hmm. right? Like we are not creating Olympic athletes in my house either. <laughs> and that's just fine. You know, I I just love watching my kids out there with other kids. Even if my kid is the one on the bench pulling his jersey over his head because he doesn't really know what's going on as long as he's smiling and having a good time and listening to the coach when it's time to, that's that's why we do sports. So our family, unlike Brittany's family, our family does do sports. However, our next question says, do you allow your kids to participate in more than one sport per season? I would say or or extracurricular activities like classes or theater or, you know, there's so many different things. Yeah, I would say no. We tend to stick with one thing. 
because when you take one thing and you multiply it by five kids or seven kids, that gets to be super crazy. It also can be stressful for the kid. Yeah. For us, we generally keep it to one if per kid, like I said. And most of the time, not all of my kids are in something at the same time. And I don't do multiple things on the same day. So I don't do sewing class at 930 and then at 945 do another class for another kid. We only do one class at one time on one day if it fits into our life that well. Well, and I think this is another time where it's good to know what season you're in. When we, like basketball signups were this winter after soccer season, and I knew that my husband was having surgery and it was going to be a three to six month recovery. And so I had to tell my kids no. They wanted to play basketball. I had to say, you know what? We have a basketball at home. We have a basketball hoop. That is the basketball that you can play this season. You just have to know what your family is is dealing with at that point. And it's okay to say no for a season. Yeah. And I, don't, I really don't believe that kids are missing out on anything by not being in sports. Again, I'm, I'm probably going to get raked over the coal for saying that. Because generally, the people I've spoken to are very passionate about having their children in sports and the benefits that come from it. I'm not saying there aren't benefits, but I'm saying a family of one is beautiful and a family of seven is beautiful and you're going to gain different things from each one and it doesn't make either one less beautiful. So it's okay also if you're a mom out there who doesn't really want to be involved in sports to say no. It's okay. It's an acceptable thing, and it is okay. I would agree. I would agree. There there are plenty of opportunities for your kids to learn things, and yes. I don't think sports are the only one. Also, we have one more question related to this, and it's how do you handle multiple kids on multiple teams? Oh. That would not be something I can answer. Oh, man. Because <laughs> I don't think I could. I have done this for years. I have not misplaced a kid yet at all at a field or anywhere else. But I had a friend who told me uh, one time a very long time ago that she did her best to get to know the other parents on the team. And I think that is a really good thing. I think it's very good to get to know your coach. It's good to get to know the other parents on the team. Get phone numbers, maybe Facebooks, so that if you have to run kids to multiple practices, you at least have someone who's there that you can communicate with. And unfortunately, I know it's really hard to trust people in this day and age, Mm -hmm. but you just have to. And that's what I want. If you want to have kids on multiple teams, you're going to have to get creative. Absolutely. And I I would start with coaches, of course, because generally most coaches have background checks. So if you are going to have to drop one child off at one field and go bring another child to another field, just communicate with the coach. Get their phone number. Say, this is where I'm going. I will be here. I'll get back as soon as I can. And that may just have to be how it goes. We have had to miss games in the past because our family is a one-driver family. I'm the I'm the sole driver in my home. So, and if that happens, I will go by age. So the oldest child is the one who gets to go to the game because they have less time left to play. 
and the next child is the one who will have to wait and maybe not go to the game this time if that's what happens. And that's kind of how my mom did it when I was growing up. If my brother who played hockey had a hockey game at the same time I had a basketball game, she would go to his hockey game and not my basketball game because he had less years left where she would get to watch him play than I did. Oh, that's a really good way to do it. And I'm, what, almost 40 years old, and I'm not angry about that at all. <laughs> I don't think that she loved him more than me. No, he was totally your favorite, but it's okay. Like, <laughs> hey, when you have busy kids, sometimes, you know, there are parents, I tell my kids. You can't juggle everything. You can't put everything on the plate. Nope, you can't. You absolutely cannot. I have a rule. I don't watch practice. I do not watch my children practice sports games absolutely I will watch you at a game but when you go to your practice if I'm not the coach I have things that I have to be doing Mm -hmm. so I'm sorry I love you very much there's nothing that makes me happier than to see you competing during a game (laughs) not you know and maybe I'll get crucified for that but (laughs) we asked my my son got very upset that I wasn't watching practice and my husband said okay, mom will come with a video camera, we'll record the whole practice, and then afterward we'll sit in the living room and discuss everything that you did, correct or incorrect. Is that what you would like? And he was like, well, maybe, no. No, that's not what I would like. And we would never do that. But again, it's all about knowing what you can do. There are parents who do that. And if you have that time and that expertise, that's fantastic. But that's not what we're in our family about. I just want them to go out there and meet kids and have fun. Right. And if that gets me an hour to listen to a podcast or write or paint, hey, even better. Yeah. Uh, Or just run another kid to another field somewhere. So. Yeah. And for me, it would be chasing kids the entire time or trying to keep up with kids the entire time. And that is hard. That is so hard. I literally had to hire a mother's helper to come with me when I had kids your kid's age Mm -hmm. to the field to watch them while I watched my kids on their team. Yeah, that's a really smart idea. It worked out very well for us, but... We've just never really been sports people. I didn't grow up in a family that was heavily into sports. My husband's never been heavily into sports either. So it it just isn't something that is absolutely necessary like I see a lot of other people. Also, this is an unpopular opinion, but sports do some damage to your body a lot of times. It's it's a lot of wear and tear on your body, especially if you carry sports on through into college. There's a lot of injuries that happen because it's just a lot of wear and tear. My cousin had to have knee surgery. I know somebody who hurt their back really bad and are dealing with that continually through their life and will probably have to have surgery. So that's also something that's kind of been in the back of my head. There are so many incredible things we can inspire our children in and sports just hasn't been one of those for our family that's been like, oh, they must do sports. Like, they must be good at sports. And they must get these particular lessons only from sports. Because I really think that a lot of the good things that come from sports, you can find in a lot of life that happens, even in a big family. There's a lot that we're getting that that teamwork and that relationship building and um, even getting out and and being active, you know, we're getting a lot of that already in our home and just in the natural paces of life in a big family. And I think that's okay. And it's beautiful. And it's good because 
if everyone's family played sports, there wouldn't be enough room on the teams for everyone's family. <laughs> so we need we need all the kinds of families. And I kind of like dabbling in a lot of different things, you know, allowing my kids to to just really be a jack of all trades, so to speak. What is the saying? It's a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. I don't know if that, um, oh. I, don't, I think it only dates back to a certain century or whatever as a part of the whole sentence. But for me, if I can let my kids skate and play soccer and play baseball and, you know, they, they can really just enjoy it just to try it out. And honestly, none of our kids have really ever asked. We had one child who asked to be on a soccer team. And I said, yes, if, you, if it's really important to you, then I'll let you be on a soccer team. And he changed his mind. So <laughs> dodge that bullet. Yeah. But yeah, since our kids were younger, we kind of just quit doing organized sports. I think it's good to know your family. Yeah. And to be able to adapt and just work with whatever you guys want or need. Amen. Community is vital in motherhood, so come connect with us on Instagram. You can find our handles in the show notes and go visit DeliberateDayJournal.com to find some free resources to start changing your motherhood today. Before you go, though, hit subscribe and give us a rating. Ratings will help us build a community where mothers feel seen, encouraged, and empowered. And here's the thing. We can share our wisdom, we can share our ideas, but we're not experts, and we have a lot to learn still, too. We would love to hear your thoughts and hear any ideas that you might have to add. 